Hello and welcome to the LSED Company Podcast. I'm Lydia and I'm here with Sally to do our first ever LSED Company Podcast episode. Um, We're going to start by just interviewing all the owners to give people a better idea of who makes up the team um, that we call the LSED Company. Um, So, uh, if Sally, if you want to say hi to everybody. Hey there. (laughs) Have a good day. Uh, Are you a little nervous? (laughs) I'm very nervous. I've never done a podcast before. Yeah, now you're like a a celebrity. Oh, okay. (laughs) For the people that listen, I guess. But um, So, we're just going to dive into some questions about who you are and what you do with the company um, and kind of your hopes and dreams for the company. Um, So first, we'll just start off with who is Sally Elstead? Well, that's that's a long question. That's been a, I can't say I'm I'm any one thing. I'm a mother of five, grandmother to five, uh, a wife first. Uh, I've been a nurse. I've worked in excavating contracting world and concrete, concrete contracting world. I've worn many hats. So, okay, and I guess to kind of just break the ice, and I know it's kind of awkward to talk to a microphone or something, but um, just we'll just start with you know how was your week? How was this last week of um, your life and and work and all that? <clears throat> just about like any other week, organized chaos. Uh, we you know I start off with a good plan. I have my daily to do list to make sure I can get things checked off that list and brought to fruition. Uh, but then midweek, I got an uh, opportunity for Don and I to run over to Idaho, take a, a truck to the mechanic over there. Yes, it's worth the eight-hour drives. He's that good of a mechanic. And uh, we enjoyed the drive. It was peaceful. We got to stop by and see Bud and Jan, who Bud is a very integral part of our success, and it's always good to see him and Jan and then to drive back through the Targhee National Forest is one of my favorite spots, and then clip the top northwest corner of Yellowstone. So Yeah, you sent me the pictures of the snow on the trees. It was, like, uh, picturesque. Like, that's what they would film in a movie. It was mm-hmm. just so beautiful. Oh, and it was just amazing how the snow was just piled up on the leaves. It was just, it was. It was peaceful and smooth riding until we got to Livingston, and the winds are 70 mile an hour, and they mm-hmm. had all the traffic off the interstate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my first question is, anybody that knows you, they know that you are a nurse by education and still you're always using nurse terminology for, for business. You relate a lot of your nursing experience to business. But um, uh, how did you go from being a nurse to being an accountant or being a business owner? Well, interesting enough, I started my college with uh, wanting to to do accounting, to do business, and I uh, just didn't have that that innate ability to do business or understand what needed to be done there. I always loved the sciences, and I actually wanted to be, as crazy as it sounded, an entomologist and just sit out in the field and watch bugs, but there's spiders out there, and I don't like those. <laughs> and so, um, and the pay's probably not that good. So I got into nursing, and I was a single mom, two kids, and I got through nursing school, and I absolutely loved being a nurse. I was certified in my specialty in nursing, and I went on to get, uh, I started with an associate's when I got my bachelor's, and I was working on my master's, and my my oldest daughter, as most everybody knows, uh, had cancer for seven years. She passed away, and that that was just uh, a turning point for me, and then my oldest son, Samuel, who you'll meet, he... uh, 
he kept begging me, Mom, just come home. You need to be home for Lindsay, and you need to be home for all of us, and we could really use you in the business. And when we got into moving the FEMA units, the first times we were moving mobile homes, and uh, it was about that time. And so it was an easy transition to come back and work with Don and the kids. Uh, Don and I have had other businesses in the past, and so we have had experience working, being sole proprietors and, and entrepreneurs. Don's the one that has that gene, and he he has great skills in being able to build and develop a business. Um, and then I just contribute my accounting and all the uh, paperwork that needs that's required in this industry. Um, so. When uh, when Lindsay passed away, I just I've concluded I probably won't go back to being a nurse if if I ever go back to another type of uh, employment position, I'd probably be out at some national park sitting there watching them bugs. So I've <laughs> come full circle. Um, so I'm always confused because I kind of just joined the family. The only company I've ever known is the Ellisette Company that moves modular homes, or that's all I know about Ellisette Company. But I know there's a, a larger history, like our DOT number goes all the way back to 99. 99, 1999. And, and mm-hmm. I, that's the year I was born. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> but well, but I, I, could you just give us insight into so the yeah, timeline? I, Don and I got married in 96, and when we got married, he was operating equipment for Weir Construction out of Dallas. And so he had a good job, and I had a good job. And I, then he's telling me, like, hey, I'm going to buy a power washer. Okay. Didn't really know what that was. And the next thing I know, he spent about $6,000 on a power washer, a trailer, and a 1982 Bronco to pull that. Hmm. And within a month, he had it all paid for and had a business and was thriving and uh, I was working at a hospital in Fort Worth and um, we decided to go part-time. Uh, well, I, was, I, I found out I was pregnant with Samuel and I decided to go part-time and then when Samuel was born was when I, I came home and I was going to be a full-time mom and help him with that power washing business and we did really good and then uh, he went to sell that business and got into Hotshot and that's when we got our DOT was originally start a hot shop business and we moved that to Montana and we did that for about a year and a half and um, while we had that hot shop business we had our second son Donnie uh, and then when we were in Montana he sold that business to a friend and um, unexpectedly and surprised by all of us we had another baby on the way so Don says well all my kids are going to be born in Texas and we went back to Texas and that's when we um, we did. We had a truck wash, and we had uh, an excavating business, concrete business, and that was a pretty good sized company. And we uh, eventually moved to that company to Alabama and did a lot of uh, hurricane debris cleanup work. And again, the DOT was functional for both of those companies. And um, in Alabama, we did uh, other type of commercial excavation work and residential excavation work, as long along with. Um, hurricane cleanup. We actually lived in the Gulf Coast area in 2005, which was the worst hurricane season on record until this year, where we have 29 storms. Um, and But I don't think we've had near the damage as we did that year, because that was the year Katrina hit. And then we went um, 
we worked in uh, Chalmette, Louisiana, about five years after Katrina to do some cleanup and moved back to Alabama and then Texas, and now here we are in Montana. This Full company, <laughs> yeah, this company, the Ellistead Company, was originally uh, started in 2015 and it was going to be a power washing company. And so the boys have nightmarish stories and maybe some PTSD from. Those nights, long nights, cold weather, hot nights of power washing all over the state of Texas. And, and it did good for us then. Uh, but then we had this opportunity from our contacts with debris cleanup. Uh, somebody called Don and said, hey, do you have a truck that can move a unit from Hearn to Beeville? And Don's like, well, no. He goes, well, I have a truck you can buy for $4,000. And again, within a week or two, we had that truck paid for and all, already looking at getting the second truck. Mm-hmm. So, what is it that you do for the company? When I explain you to people, I just say, like, the accountant, but you do so much more <laughs> than just the accounting. Well, yeah, accounting is the, you know, for any small business, it's really hard to uh, be able to do the work, find the work, do the work, and make sure you get paid for the work and make sure that that all runs profitably and that all your vendors are paid, all your taxes are paid, all. You know, it's not easy getting a truck on the road. There's so many uh, permits and registrations and titles and taxes. You know, you have to get 2290 taxes and uh, IRP registration. So many different things to get one truck on the road. And now we have 17 trucks. So you can imagine that's a lot of work um, on top of doing just the basic accounting of that. I also make sure that... um, we're keeping ourselves organized because we've really got a wonderful dynamic team now with Lydia, who's her specialty, and Haley, and uh, then all the drivers. Each one of our drivers are just top notch. We really like, uh, I think everybody just gets along great. I love it. Um, so I just try to keep everybody organized and flowing and, and going in the right directions and, and, and help promote that synergy we already have naturally. Mm-hmm. So you do a lot of the sustaining the company so that we can keep going so we're not running into legal issues or right. uh, unpaid bills um, or uh, stuff wrong with the trucks mm-hmm. legally mm-hmm. Um, so how do you in from behind the computer what do you do to grow the company well uh, one of the things that I've spent a lot of time on this year is getting uh, our, we have our Montana DOT certifications for both companies. The Ellisted Company is a certified disadvantaged business enterprise, and Ellisted Freight Brokers is a Montana DOT certified small business. I'm sorry, I have those backwards. Uh, it's, it's so hard to keep up with all the acronyms. Anyway, we have those certifications, which open us opportunities to do business and for grants, and then we also do um, uh, got our SAM registration, the System Award Management for federal contracts, um, and we do we do do FEMA work, and we look forward to being more of a direct line to FEMA. We currently work under some um, larger companies that do um, FEMA work. That FEMA calls them and says, "Hey, we need you know we got 51 units coming out of Lake Charles," and they'll call us because we can provide trucks for that. I've uh, worked to get the the broker set up. We just did that this last year. This is a kind of a new endeavor for us, but it's again to keep that we are doing everything legally 
and per DOT in the FMCSA, Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration. Uh, keep those same things going. We also, Lydia and Donnie, have done wonderful things with the sales team, I guess you could call them, and, and advancing that. Don is a natural salesman, and he has also um, done things to help grow the business. So I'm focusing more on the, the registrations, the um, other contacts within government entities to make ourselves available and known in those, those areas. I think uh, maybe this isn't limited to transportation, but all businesses maybe is it's so complicated. Like you're just trying to find the work, you want to do things legally and you want to um, get the best contracts. Uh, but it takes a lot of research and and connections and contacts and time and effort to to actually uh, get involved in these things like these certifications and and also this year with the you did a lot of the stuff with the the PPP and some other government things from uh, year 2020. Um, so yeah, go ahead. Well, to that, you know, one of the things that we've been blessed with, you know, because when you're in a small business, you don't have a legal department, you don't have an insurance department, you don't have a human resources department, or finance or accounting. And so, one of the things that we've really looked out is that we have a great banker, we have a good CPA, we have a good uh, attorney, you know, as needed. We had an attorney draw up our uh, carrier agreement and our lease agreement now for our lease trucks. So those things, we've, we've been really lucky to have those type of relationships. Um, and because of that, when COVID hit and we had all of those grants and other opportunities coming through, little research on my side, but on they were offering to help us mm-hmm. too. Okay, so switching gears a little bit, um, what is it like to work with your husband and your kids? Oh, gosh. Some days, I just love it. I'm just thrilled. I, I'm, I'm more about seeing their success. I love to see them when they have learned and grown or, you know, like if Don goes out and gets a project and um, brings it to fruition. I just see that as a success, and that's thrilling. Uh, do we argue? Oh, you bet we do. And <laughs> Lydia's seen it firsthand. We have, we bump heads. You know, I mean, if you got a lot of strong wills together, uh, you're going to do that. But I think we're also uh, wise enough to accept each other's input to make the best decisions. Um, I think it's, I think it's a tremendous fun. I think it's a, a blessing because, you know, my I've always said. Uh, we all have to work. We might as well get up and enjoy it. Uh, you know, when I was a nurse, I, I figured that out on my own as a nurse. And then when we had that company in Alabama, I remember doing a safety meeting with all the guys one morning, and I told them that. And I've, I've said it often since then because that's the truth, you know. And I hope that we have an environment here for everybody that works here that they know they're just as much an owner or valued as the next person here. And um, so that and then you know when do you when do you leave home and when are you at work mm-hmm. you know because it's really hard to have a family dinner or a family holiday and not talk about work and it's really hard to be at work to not talk about family issues and so um, I think we're getting better about taking some time downtime and, and enjoying our families um, the boys each have new wife like Lydia and Sam uh, 
and Donnie and Gina, they have their new little baby. So uh, I, I'm really proud that they know how to balance that a little bit and take some time. And mm-hmm. Yeah, if someone were to ask my husband, Sam, um, do you believe in a work-life balance? He would say, no, he doesn't believe in balance. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> but speaking on that a little bit, what is what is the difference in your experience from being an employee to being the owner of a company? Well, an owner of a company means you work for your employees. Mm-hmm. You advocate for them. You work hard to make sure this company is still viable next week. You work hard to make sure that they're satisfied in every aspect. Uh, you know, uh, anybody that knows me knows that come Wednesday morning, I am very tenacious about making sure nobody bothers me because I want their payroll done right and I want to make sure they get it timely. Uh, you know, that's the least respect that I can give them. Also, uh, when you get to meet Don, he will be emphatic about how you don't mess with his, his mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And when you come to work with us, you're his family. And that's the way he sees it. That's the way we see it. And so, um, I, don't, I don't see any difference in uh, employee or employer position here when you're an owner. You, you know, I see it as uh, just another opportunity to serve people. And that might be my nursing gene. You know, I want to take care of people and I want to help people be better. Uh, one of the things like, you know, we've got a couple of people that we've hired on that uh, I wanted to make sure that if they're going to be leasers, and, you know, they have their own truck and they have an opportunity to have their own business and I've given them information. I want them to be successful in their own, you know, uh, endeavors. And as they move forward, because, and it's like I told, told them, I, your success is my success. And if I'm successful, you're going to be successful. And that's the way I see it instead of uh, employer-employee situation. Mm-hmm. I remember when we were starting the freight brokerage in 2019, there was obviously the debate of we wanted to be legal um, to give loads to people, but we also... Sam really wanted to make sure that everybody could have the opportunity to become their own, you know, successful business. Like his his thing was he wants to make millionaires. He wants other people to be wealthy and to feel that same success of mm-hmm. owning your own company and, and providing for your family. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of in the vision of the Ellisid company and the Ellisid freight brokers. Um, so what are your hopes for for the Ellisted company and Ellisted freight brokers over the next five years? Just the continued trend. I think we've had a really solid, steady growth for three years. Um, we have had so many wonderful opportunities. Uh, we always, you always hear us say providence in all things. That's kind of one of our, our slogans. And that's uh, meaning that we work really hard, we set goals, and then there's just a just some dumb luck sometimes we look out with the right people at the right time and, and that's really kind of been our, our driving force is just keep working hard like when Haley walked into our door um, I don't know if I could get Haley on the podcast but she applied for a pilot car position and then she walks in and she's like yeah I've actually owned my own transportation company with my own trucks and I've done all this and we're like, uh, you're hired? Like, yeah, like yeah. Sally offered her a job and already was discussing pay and when she wants to start already before she left the interview. Um, and that was just kind of like... Well, Lydia and I were talking about, we're going to need another agent in here. We're going to need somebody else to do dispatching in here mm-hmm. pretty soon. And we weren't really focused on that. We were focused on pilot car drivers, like you said. 
But then that happened. So let's go with it. That's Providence. And it has worked out great since. Mm -hmm. I mean, she has just stepped in and done everything, taken just just the right timing. You you couldn't even plan it better. Um, And then also on that same spectrum of what do you see the company as, what do you hope for the company to become, um, maybe not in your lifetime, but, you know, in the future? uh, What do you hope it grows into? Oh, well, you know, I, I don't... This is where Sam and I probably differ. Sam wants a hard number, a hard target for, and my philosophy is more: let's let's keep pushing it, let's keep that steady growth, let's um, keep setting. You know, I'm more about a three to six month, even twelve month goal. Okay, so I know what we've done this last couple of quarters. I know what we can do the next couple of quarters, and let's maintain that steady growth. You know, and, and balancing all of the things that are required for that growth. Managing the, the cash flow, managing the assets, managing the taxes, uh, managing the people, you know, make sure all of that comes together at the right time. There's that providence again, mm-hmm. but we have to plan for it and help work through it. Um, so in five years, I would like to see it. Uh, I'm not going to give a hard number or a hard thing, but I would just like to, like I said, just to continue the the exact uh, level of growth that we've had the last three years. And then uh, my, my end goal is uh, that Don and I, I think, agree, you know, I know we do, uh, about having, uh, leaving a legacy for our kids and our grandkids. And, not, and, and in that, it's not just leaving a company, but leaving them with a work ethic and a drive to sustain that company because I've already committed. I'll probably not retire until I die. If I could just have to come in and sweep the floors and that's all I'm good at at some point in the company, that's what I would do. I'm uh, an unapologetic workaholic. I enjoy working, uh, but I do play and I do try to keep a balance in there. But I just yeah, you guys have your nightly company card game every <laughs> single night, uh, unless y'all are out rock climbing, I know. or hiking, or uh, something. You do have to have some downtime. So what um, is the best part of your job? Just seeing everybody's successes. Seeing, uh, you know, like when we get a new contract, when we get uh, deliveries that are successful. uh, You know, we're getting into the setups now, and that's a huge step. And the fact that we've made that step um, is, 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 that's exciting. I know it's going to be a struggle, transition, learning curve, all that's going to be in place. But I think once we get past that, we're going to have, we're going to see some more successes there and more opportunities for transportation as well as the setups. And uh, I'm just thrilled because, you know, it's one thing to get to see a coworker grow, but sometimes when that coworker is your son and see them learn. And then what I really have been thrilled with the last couple of years is what they've taught me. You know, they'll come and say, hey, I saw a YouTube video or listened to a podcast or read a book and what they've taught me back. That, that's thrilling for me. Um, in addition, what is the hardest part of your job? Oh, the stress. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the first time Sam drove a wide load, he was, what, 20? 20? No, 21. No, no, 20, 21. 21. Yeah, you had to be 21 to get a CDL. Yeah. Okay, so he just gotten the CDL, and that first load, 16 wide, 80 foot long. Don is in the front truck. I'm in the truck with him. 
Sam's in the middle, and there's Bud in the back coaching Sam along over Donner Pass. 40 miles of 5 to 7% grade. That's like one of the hardest routes in the U.S. to take. And here he's doing it. My nerves were shot. My nerves were shot. We stopped at one of the brake lanes. We pulled over, and I went in the back of the back. I went in the sleeper and cried <laughs> and prayed and cried. And I just apologized for, oh, for being such a nervous Nelly. And then same thing with Donnie when he started driving. And just, you know, and I worry about all the drivers. You know, we've got a, a couple of drivers out there this week that have had Oh, some of the guys are fighting with the snow and they're just stuck and they don't get to work. So I worry about them not making enough money, you know, but, and I know they're okay. And I hope that they know I'm thinking of them and I'm worried about them and just hang in there. You know, those, those are the kind of things that wake me up at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's the hard part. Um, so what advice would you give to someone who is starting their own business or is trying to, uh, keep going with owning their own business? Well, I would say call me, but Lydia would probably get mad at me if I gave my phone number out to anybody else right now. <laughs> she's, she's done really I good. I guess they could find it on our website if they really yeah. wanted to. <laughs> call me because I, I would just cheer you on and give you what I can. There's just so many opportunities out there, like there's SCORE, which will help you mentor into small business, and there's a PTAC, which is another organization that will help you move towards federal contracting. There's, uh, you know, there's so many things like like LegalZoom and um, what are some of the, like Rocket Lawyer and stuff, that they can help you get yourself established, you know, as a legal entity with the state that you're in. Uh, but, you know, like where do you start with a small business? I mean, where do, where do you start? Well, that's one place you start. But all those places cost so much, and there's so much that you can do on your own. Mm -hmm. And I've learned over the years how to do it myself. Matter of fact, one of our lease drivers, he needed to do some stuff with the state, Secretary of State. And I'm like, hey, come in here. Let's sit down. And within, what what was it, about 15, 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. had them all caught up, and he was ready to go. And now his his enterprise, his business, is um, back up and running full force. And so he's, that's one more of his successes that I, I got to participate in. And, and that's what I'm saying. And then and, and you got to anticipate there's going to be some really crappy, I want to give up days. And you just tell that little monster in your head to shut up and say, this bad moment is going to help me appreciate that good moment when I get a new contract. Mm-hmm. You know, and when we get that, that money rolling in. And so when you hit that low spot, give me a call. We'll work it out. <laughs> um, and I guess my last question is, what are some books or uh, people or you know, podcasts, YouTube videos, whatever, that, that have influenced the way you go about running your business? Well, one of the things, and this is one of those points, something that the boys had brought to me, Sam and Donnie, I don't know which one, but they, they brought to me uh, this book called Profit First. And I really liked how he organized about, you put your profit aside first. Now, that profit's supposed to pay you, but at the same time, that profit is for your growth. That profit is for, to show you that what you're doing is viable. It has value and it's going to be profitable. Because if you're not making that profit first, you're just, you know, digging a hole. You're not, you're not working. You're you're just, yeah, you're just busy. You're not productive. And so... Um, 
Profit First was a really good thing, and it's helped me organize how I spend the money when I get it in and has helped us, I think, focus on our profits. Um, and I think Don, Don, I would not be self-employed if it wasn't for Don. We've had this thing for years about I'm not the risk taker he is. And so, you know, I said, like, he just jumps off the cliff and hopes the parachute's open. And then he replied, yeah, and I just throw the rope around her and drag her with me. And that's about the truth of it. And so it's been a great adventure. I mean, gosh, some really highs and some really lows. Um, but overall, it's been a great experience to uh, share. It's, it's, it's made our marriage better, uh, you know, in a lot of ways and uh, fun to do. But I think I, I have to tell him, he, he's, he's the entrepreneur here, and both of those boys got that same gene from him. So now I've got three of them to try to keep up with. And it's, it's hard to keep up with the three of them, <laughs> especially if they have different ideas. Um, oh, yes. But I guess that's going to be it. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about yourself or just about the company before we close out? I just, just if, if you have a business idea, a concept, Go for it. Do it. Um, come join our team if you're looking for employment, for uh, driving, for pilot car driving or big truck driving. Uh, set up crews. We're looking for people to help with that. And we're always looking for, you know, maybe agents, too. Um, come join our team. Uh, we we have high standards, so just be ready. Mm-hmm. I think one of the best things to grow is to surround yourself with people that aren't going to let you settle or aren't going to let you... Um, aren't going to let you fail. Um, exactly. So I guess that's going to close out our first episode of this podcast. If you have any questions for Sally or um, anything about the company, you can message us on Facebook or find all of our contact information on our website, theelsteadcompany.com. Um, I hope this was informative and insightful and uh, you got to know Sally a little bit more as well as the Ellisted Company. So stay tuned for next time when we meet Dawn Ellisted. The Dawn. The Dawn. <laughs>